Hello there and welcome to the latest episode in the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. Uh, I'm your host again today, Rich Polly, and joining me is uh, Ben Hibbert. Hello. Uh, Liam Baker. Bonjour now. Hello. Very continental. I feel uh, like we need to bring the Ian Barker back. I know. Uh, I nearly did there, but I didn't. He's, get, he's getting a bit big for his boots, I think. I'm I genuinely... At, at, at this point, and I know what his real name is, which makes me sad because there was a period in my life when I wasn't sure what was real and what wasn't. Um, and also joining, also joining us today is Tim King. Hello, Tim. Hello there. You're not really out from behind the mic anymore, are you? You're you're here more than you're not at the minute. Well, this is Chat a nice away. thing, yeah, because I'm actually getting to play a lot now. I can actually uh, talk and, and be part of the group. It's nice. Does doesn't stop some podcasters having opinions not playing X-Wing, does it? <laughs> That's a spicy Allegedly. Bit. Allegedly. Shots fired. <laughs> but at who? Oh. Who knows? <laughs> okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. Oh, God. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> oh, Ben. Um, <laughs> we've got a few bits and bobs that we're going to talk about today so um one of our local stores harlequins had its uh, store championships uh, this weekend just gone uh, and uh, tim flew the flew the colors there so we'll find out how he got on um there was also a grand championship held in australia um so um a, a bunch of uh, our australian friends um got together played in person um for the uh the 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 uh, oh, what is it is the Ricolet the kind of white and orange template sets and the uh, the new card punch that has started to to see the light of day um there's a bunch of that um and we'll also touch briefly on the Kyber Cup as well as the spoilers that have come out for the whatever it's called the Cad Bean Ship Liam will correct me in a second because <laughs> it's a poor access yeah or the Rogue Class mm-hmm. Starfighter rogue rogue class rouge class starfighter as it'll be typoed by literally everybody in the entire world um <laughs> a rouge class starfighter uh, so we'll start off with harlequins um so local store to us it's um uh probably the the second closest store to me and probably the place where i've played x-wing um more than anywhere else i didn't manage to get up to the store championships this time around um for various family reasons um and not being allowed by my wife um which is probably the, the fairest <laughs> place um but craig uh not craig, craig oh i don't know what's going on tim did go um and uh you did all right didn't you tim yeah, not too bad. It was uh, a nice, nice day out. Um, we originally had fanboy clashing, and I think I probably would have just taken the bus into fanboy. Um, but it was nice that they've decided to rearrange. And uh, yeah, I was the only one to make the trip, but it was a lovely sunny day and nice little forty-five minute drive. I think north of Manchester or through Manchester. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Harlequins have done a lot of um, so just before lockdown. Um, I think. The original owner Tom um, sold up to a couple of his um, his regulars um, or locals, um, and they've recently started um, post COVID uh, with them be- being able to reopen again. They've started piling more money back into the venue, so new signages, fresh coats of paint, bits of carpet, new tables, new painting stations, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's great to see that it's um, 
that it's it's getting a new lease of life um, with it. And yeah, as uh, as they've always had um, a solid Star Wars gaming scene up there and a solid X-Wing gaming scene up there, uh, it was good to go. So, Tim, enough of your shyness. You went 4-0. Yeah, on four, was... on, four, on four rounds, four rounds of X-wing, Swiss. You were the only player to go undefeated on the day. Yeah, no, very pleased with that. Um, been practicing a lot with uh, the same list, so it's very much um, uh, Nathan's Republic uh, list with Luminar instead of Ahsoka, um, and it's probably something that I will be taking the Games Expo, barring a points drop or, you know probably a warranted adjustment of certain ships and uh slots shall we say um but yeah it's it's nice to sort of put the the practice into sort of on the tabletop and um although some of the players were not as experienced at maybe 2.5 as as I'll probably face at the games expo um you know practice as we've discussed before in previous episodes getting those reps in um you know practicing your ability so like in some of my games in the last week um, i've deliberately wanted to make use of contrails ability um so i'm you know i'm almost thinking not what maneuver i want to do it's what maneuver my opponent's doing um so this is all good practice so um yeah thank you very much uh, harlequins for putting the day on cool um it's interesting that you you've tweaked what was nathan's adepticon winning list so it's um for for people that don't know, you basically take all the really cheap stuff in Republic that everybody takes. So you have Contrail, you have Barris with um, instinctive aim concussion missiles, um, and then you have uh, Obi Wan in the ETA two, and th- those are the three kind of steadfast pieces. And then what you basically need to do is fill in your remaining what is it, ten points? Yeah, you've got to fill in your remaining yeah. ten points, whatever it is. Um, so a lot of people use, you know, Plo Koon with missiles or, you know, a bunch of different Jedi or a, a last for five points. Uh, what Nathan did was he put Ahsoka in the 7B with, um, sorry, in the Delta 7 with CLT and Chopper um, droid and then a, um, Anakin in a Y-Wing with um, proton torpedoes and shattering shot and cannon turret being kind of the, the main uh, loadouts that you're you're wanting to, to, to look at and talk about. Um so as a result, you know, a lot of people have copied it. What you've done, Tim, as you said earlier, is you've switched Ahsoka out for Luminara to give you that more defensive for the entire squad, That her ability to kind of stop people from being able to push damage when you've made them spend their tokens and stuff. Um, what, what, what do you think it is that works about the list? Um, it's a bit of a five-ship toolkit. Um, it's not the Luminara that's the secret sauce. I think it's the combo of ships. What what is it that that makes it tick for you? So you've got two uh, real sort of damage dealers in Anakin and Obi Wan. Uh, so Obi Wan has you know auto blaster, marksmanship, crit bot. Um, I've actually just swapped to patience. So I had been running with brilliant evasion and found that I was just never really spending it. Um, so I've swapped to patience and used that a fair bit at the weekend. So that's really sort of paid off as a good swap. But those two are your, your real like damage dealers. Um, and then you've just got kind of you know, sort of three more utility pieces. So the two Jedi in their Delta Sevens are great at grabbing objectives. You know that that turn one five forwards fine tune boost. You know grabbing objectives. Um, you know Barris can also well both of them can can do damage. You know you get a bullseye. Uh, with CLT uh, and a focus token, you know they they they're not too shabby at doing damage. And same with Contra, like Contra for two points is absolutely barmy. 
um his his ability now that i'm using it properly is really good like he's great against jedi um because you suddenly you know you roll that eyeball down to a blank where you now can't spend force or your focus on that mm-hmm. yeah he's really good um especially because he's i5 with him taking the besh ability which is what most people put on him um you can either take a focus because you're going to be taking a shot or you take a target lock which it pretty much guarantees that you're going to do two hits yeah. um Oh, as long it? as you roll a, a, a hit, then the other one just converts to a hit as well. Well, I just played a game, uh, my uh, Kyber Cup, and I had taken a target lock when um, I was like disengaged. And when I came back round, I then fired a range three shot into an interceptor, and I rolled eyeball blank. But then I can spend the focus and spend the target lock to modify both dice into hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's yeah, he's he's just he's good, a good little ship. Um, and, you know, like Anakin, when he's focused fire, will die. He will go down very quickly. But yeah. he, his damage potential is, is phenomenal. Uh, the amount of people that I, I, I have caught out with, with that shock of, uh, right, here's, a, here's a, essentially a five, five dice proton torpedo. Yeah, because you, you roll the four and then you add an eyeball by spending a force if you want to after you've seen all of your other results. So, yeah, once you roll up to four hits with your target locks then you just add another result and yeah five and people get a bit surprised by it um i've done it myself um i actually find um the afterburners really helped with keeping him alive yeah. um and a couple of games where i'd been chasing the um the five dice kind of opening salvo with the um with anakin was where he then got caught because kind of it was obvious where he was going to be or roughly where he was going to be um, and I found I played a couple of games where I didn't chase that five dice huge banger to start off with, and was you know quite happy with you know a bit of um, bit of iron torpedoes, bit of uh, sorry, bit of iron turrets, bit of you know three dice or two dice primaries, you know whatever. And then later on in the game, just having that proton torpedo just sitting there as a threat, um, because you know if they assume you're going to turn in. And instead of three hardening or three turning in or banking, sorry, you, you know, four straight and then boost around the corner to get an ion shot off. And then suddenly you're behind them and they were going, oh, I was expecting you to do something entirely different there. It's like, yeah. Yep. Well, that, well, that's it. So um, the g- game I've just played, my opponent, I think, probably f- thought I was even going to disengage or do a 4K. And I actually yeah. did a uh, hard three, which I then spend a charge with R4P to make it white. And then I afterburned, which just got my arc around um, to fire the proton torpedo backwards and uh, killed the interceptor. You know, and yeah. it's little things like that. But um, yeah, going back to Luminara, her, her ability is right. She she has patience as well. So there's two shots I can basically try and um, nullify, um, or at least make a bit better for me and there's different ways i can do that like uh, with anakin in the, the republic y-wing can change a, a crit to a hit if he's not already critically damaged then luminara mm-hmm. can turn that hit down to an eyeball and i use that a couple of times when my opponent didn't have a focus token and so they're like oh yeah i've done a crit there and i'm like no nah. <laughs> um yeah. so like he absolutely mm-hmm. is a very frustrating ship to play against and when you when you're only get, taking maybe two or three shots in a round being able to turn down those two shots, much like Kanan does, you know, by taking away the red dice, um, really makes the rest of my list. And, you know, everything else is pretty much three agility, you know, f- with force, focus tokens. You know, it's, yeah, it's a real tanky list. And 
um, having a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, having a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, um, I enjoy it as well. It's one of the two lists that I've had packed, and it's one of those ones where I kind of think this is really good, but I'm not practicing for any big in-person tournaments. So I think I'm going to unpack it and pack things that are less optimized because I've got two pretty optimized lists running at the moment, and that's not what Tuesday nights at the club are for. So I'm going to try and put some less obscene stuff um, down on the table. But I'll probably not unpack it completely just in case somebody that is going to the Games Expo like you or Ben or somebody wants a, a practice match against something that's a little bit more, um, as I say, optimised. Um, no, absolutely. To... And, and that's one thing I, mean... I, I always say to uh, like my, my opponents, certainly like, you know, I, I took it last week to our our uh, monthly club night event and I played two of the newer players. And I said to them at the start, I said, look, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I am practising um you know for, for a big event and and i said to them that as as we go through i'll, I'll just sort of give you you know um not so much tips i'm not sort of uh not being sort of what's the word i'm looking for condescending yeah condescending but i said like well you know we'll, we'll use it as a practice game for both of us and sort of perhaps explain like you know, I, was, I was chatting over like you know uh action choices for both of us and, and why why i might do it i've done certain actions and and stuff like that yeah, talking talking through your options with a newer player, and then making a decision, and then explaining why you've made the decision is is really good for helping them to learn. Because if you say, you know, I think you've done a two bank here, so therefore I'm going to barrel roll and then take a focus, um, rather than you know just barrel roll or whatever, and and then they get the feeling in their head of going, ah, I've tricked him because I've not done a two bank there, I've done something different. Mm-hmm. Um, or they, you know, see you thinking about right where I think you've put your ship is here. Um, so therefore I'm going to react to where I think you're going to be. And that really helps. Um, and it, it helps me to work through um, my own thought processes as well for when I'm actively thinking about what the other person's trying to remember two lists worth of triggers, basically. Um, it's it's fun, but it's what you should be doing when you're playing a game in a tournament is you should be remembering all of your opponent's triggers so that you know what can happen even if they forget them. Um, you know, or they opt not to use them, I should say. It's probably <laughs> the, the the best thing. So yeah, anyway, congratulations on your coin. You join the club. The big congrats thing. well done. Yeah. Yeah, um, no thanks. Earned this time. Absolutely. This is it. Like, you know, um David Sutcliffe very kindly gave me one at Bastion's event. Got passed it down, um, but yeah, it's nice to have actually won one myself. Um, a load more of the Louis Leong prize support, which is you know phenomenal, and uh, it's, it's a more Beskar, some more of the sort of Sabine uh, cards. So yeah, it's all all gratefully received, and yeah, big thank to Lewis, um, uh, Al Harlequins, all the locals, uh, putting on for you know a really enjoyable day, and uh, and maintaining the. The, the pattern of us going up to them and taking their stuff and them occasionally coming down to us and taking our stuff and it's good good bit of friendly local rivalry interstore keep it going cool um okay so the next event that we're going to talk about which none of us were at because it was on the other side of the world was a grand championships held in australia um so friend of the show um nobby teoed it um and uh we should all have the um he also CT. came eleventh as well. Oh, did he play? Oh, he yeah, did. Yeah. Play. Hold on, good, good hold on. on. Did he not win his own tournament? What kind of mug no. does that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair, Liam. You did nothing towards your tournament. Yeah. And 
<laughs> if, if you weren't there, no one would have noticed. So, so, <laughs> so no, no. So, uh, yeah, it was it was run. Uh, so it was run on the thirtieth of April. Um, so uh, just to to date it, um, and it was won by um, Matt Deering, um, who uh, I kind of oh, vaguely wow. know from Resistance Chat, but he won it with First Order. So Liam, hero. Liam, as our resident pyre is wholesome and nobody should try and get him banned because he's wholesome um advocate matt deering flew the following list so revis as a uh, two-pointer um gideon hask in the z-class shuttle um with yeah. fanaticals sensor boys optics and pyre uh malarus in the fo fighter with cluster missiles lahues in the sf with fanatical yeah. special forces gunner and prockets and Major Von Reg with Outmaneuver, Daredevil, Shield Upgrade, and Hull Upgrade. That's disgusting. So six <laughs> health, six health, Outmaneuver, Daredevil, Von Reg. I love that. Um, and then a big old chunky joisting block in the middle for you to have to deal with, um, with Malorus potentially, meaning that those fanatical TIE fighters are tossing three dice primary attacks instead of two dice primary attacks when they're at range two and three. So, yeah. Pretty good. Um, well, he won that list right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he lost. So I think FO. We'll talk about it a bit later. But FO was um, definitely on the on the down low. It was on the on the slow burn, like with people going hard into Republican rebels. Um, but the um, the five and six ship salad really sings in FO because it was really good in uh, before, uh, but people weren't really playing it. Um, and this is just another iteration of the kind of list that we've seen. Interestingly enough, he's not used any whispers, um, which is normally something that you do see. Yeah, whispers and bombers. So I don't know if they just didn't have those packs, possibly. Um, maybe worth having a look and see if there are any whispers in the tournament. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, no, yeah, there, there are. Somebody flew four of them. <laughs> so, uh, with, with Hask in a, in a, in a Z-class shuttle. Um, awesome. But he was the only person who flew them. Um, so it looks like they might have been um, uncommon. Um, well, he had everyone well, else's whispers. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, well, like you might. You got any solids, uh, whispers to pass around, eh? Uh, that was nobody's awful. I don't care. Any. That's my D and D voice letters. Oh dear! I'm glad <laughs> I don't play D and D with you. Yeah, nobody's bombers, I did an entire so... campaign with that. <laughs> I, I, I think they probably haven't had that fury of the first order pack in Australia, um, because Long. there was literally one person using whispers. Um, but um, so there were thirty players. So well done to Matt Deering. Um, over the course of the event, I think he lost one game. Um, yeah, so he's he's come uh, third in Swiss uh, and he lost his third round game against somebody who also finished in Swiss but went out in top eight. So, Do we want to go through some of the top eight event uh, lists other than Matt's? Can Maybe. I'm, I'm still stealing that list at the moment. Alright, cool. Um, so, <laughs> apart from that one. So, I mean, Liam, talk to us about that list in the first place, because you both immediately went, oh, that sounds disgusting, slash really good. Liam, you've been playing FO for the last um, few weeks after you switched off um, your, Texas, your four-ship scum dead. thing. Oh, you switched, oh. you had a four-ship scum oh, yeah. thing for a bit, and then you, you've switched to FO. What is it that makes this list, other than the fact that Von Reg has got 
you know, six health and there's no point <laughs> shooting at him. Um, well, and I know that... people are talking about why Pyre is good slash bad slash should be banned. So I'm interested to hear your opinions on, on those two pieces. Okay, so referring to Pyre, I think Pyre, and don't shoot me over this, I think Pyre is okay with the current ship count. It's just that people have too many specialised pieces in the list so that when they get hit with Pyre, they're like, oh, you've just shut this one ship down for two turns. I can't do what I need to do. He's great against the ETAs because he's just going, right, then you can't do your pre, uh, pre-move reposition uh, for two turns now. And that allows you to kind of shepherd him into going to a place where he can't get behind you. So it stop. It turns off the auto blaster MPE because it just stops your opponent from being able to do do it um, for a few for a few turns for a couple of turns. But by then the game's probably decided. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Von Rogue piece, pointless shooting at him, so you don't look at him, and then when you don't look at him, he puts mm-hmm. two dice. Uh, sorry, three dice. It'll be a consistent three hits because he'll just take a strain yep. to uh, get the lock. He'll focus. And that's three hits, three hits, three hits into your minus one edge. Yeah. And let's be honest, those tie BAs have got such a strong dial. I'm worried about the proper tie BAs, not the one that Dave Sparkles ran at the Board in Brum event. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dial's insane. Uh, it can stay on an objective and it can pretty much be a mobile turret. And when you're not looking at it, that mobile turret is disgusting. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's a really solid list, and Lahuse is great as well. Uh, what did, did Lahuse have pattern analyzer and pro tradition on him at all? No, no. Prockets, special forces gunner, and fanatical. Okay, not not the way I would have gone, but if you get if he lines up that uh, bullseye, it's spike damage, isn't it? It's spike damage. Once you lose your shields, it's and gives you that fanaticals. And the fanaticals primary only, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but is we're, it? we're in a format where spike damage can win you the game. Yeah. Well, you can, you can it, almost... it doesn't massively put you up anymore. It just wins you the game. Yeah. And then the last piece, Mallor. Sorry, go on, Ben. Go on. Sorry, just with his ability as well, it can, it can nick. Like if Revis can manage to bag a free lock for some reason, it can help the Hughes there because he can use that lock. So just yeah, because Prockets is flexibility. Well, Prockets is uh, a focus yeah. requirement, isn't it? Yeah. So you can get your lock with. Uh, Previous, because let's be honest, in with the bumping rules and everything, there's a very good chance your opponent's going to take a red focus, or they'll link action, or just do something that stresses them out, or even and just Malorus locking that ship. Yeah, in in two point Revis and the Hughes was pretty much one ship. You <laughs> don't take one without the other, because the action efficiency is just so strong, and your dice mods are through the roof. So. Look, I think it's a really solid list, to be honest. Yeah. And getting a five dice pockets, your opponent's not going to have a great time if you catch them out. Yeah, and um, the last piece in the list being Malarus with cluster missiles, Malarus's ability um, is old-fashioned glitter stim, so he gets two charges of every eyeball I roll this turn is getting converted, so he can take a he can take a target lock on somebody and then have a, a double modded and then a single modded cluster missile um, as well. So, um, I would again, also just... point out 
uh, sorry to cut you off, Tim. Uh, Rich, uh, sorry. Uh, basically, if you're fearing you're going to get shot with uh, on reg, you take a deplete. If your opponent's got a damage card on them, you can then roll those two dice, then use Hask's ability to add a dice after you've rolled them and seen the result. So that's a three dice gun, regardless of what situation you're in. Yeah. Disgusting. If you want to end up strained, that's fine. But yeah, once you've seen the situation of where they're going, and at I six, you're making those that that decision with perfect information anyway. So you can't just always say, "Well, I'm going to deplete for a lock," um, but I'm rolling three dice anyway. Yeah, um, because you're damaged. So cool. Yeah, it's a really disgusting five ship list. So. Uh, well done to Matt. It's um it's good for winning tournaments. Um second place player was um Matt Anderson. Um he flew a Galactic Republic list. Um so he had uh, it's a bit of a bit of a, a weird one. Um maybe one that I might try. Um so it's got Barris with um ion missiles and R4P17. So going away from the what would have been the default build um into a more interesting um astromech. Um you've got Hawk. With Ghost Company, Clone Commander Cody, Trick Shot, Barrage Rockets, and Electronic Baffle. So, Ghost Company allowing you to double tap Cody, handing out your strains for when you miss. Um, trick Shot, meaning that you're firing extra dice when you do shoot. And Barrage Rockets, basically giving you a big front arc that you can use yourself. Um, then, uh, Bo Katan in a Gauntlet, which is a bit unusual for Republic. We haven't seen a lot of that. Um, with Night Oil Commandos, yes, Mando Commando, always good. Um, Kit Fisto, who's cheap force. Corky Cries that allows you to throw green tokens around. Gauntlet, which is the title for this one that allows you to fix crits. Federal Tail Gunner for front and back shots. Marksmanship, Dropsuit Bay for stuff and swivel wing. So Bo-Katan. Then Click with Blazer Bombs, dedicated an R3 Astromech uh, and Besh. So... Um, R3 and click being good for keeping your uh, big ships alive, I guess. Stopping the, the range one thumpers from really hurting you. And then Contrail um, with Alpha 3B Besh as well. So five ship Republic list. I've not seen anything like that around before. And I'm really interested to see that it got to top table. Um, yeah, I and just... done really well. I'm just reading uh, reading through the list, just put it into Yasby quickly, look through some of the tricks, and um, I think it could be uh, surprisingly tanky. Um, you know, you've got Click there, um, who can take two target locks and then use them to basically deny uh, range one bonuses, um, or range three if, if you're shooting, but um, I think yeah, Click Click's a, a V-Wing that gets used occasionally, but it does actually have quite an interesting ability. Uh, like you said, you got Hawk for handing out the strains. Uh, you've also got the Night Owl Commandos on Bo-Katan. Um, so if uh, an enemy ship overlaps them, it also gets strained again because it has named the list the the Brisbane Strain. I'm not sure if that <laughs> is a, a play on a local sports team or something like that, but um, oh, maybe just COVID. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like Kit Fisto, who can uh, give somebody a red uh, evade action. Uh, Gauntlet title can repair uh, two ship damage cards during the game. Um, yeah. You've got Bo-Katan's oh. ability as well, which you know, gives yeah. somebody else a target lock. 
Corky's an interesting one in that because he can uh, Bo-Katan can take a uh, reinforce, and then Kit Fisto can give you a uh, an evade, and you can have a reinforce that you can then sling to the ship that is being shot at. Yeah. At the point that it's being shot at by Corky, um, or you can just sling an evade token to one of your other ships. So, you know, nothing is going to be unmodified on its defensive dice, um, whether it's reinforced or it has an evade or it has a focus token, um, because Bo-Katan is basically a big old support ship there. And that, I guess it makes sense why the LAT has got barrage rockets, um, because it's not a support piece in this. It's actually there to thump out damage, um, double tapping. Um, with Ghost Company, um, and then adding strain with Cody for if it does miss, um, so that the other follow-up shots are hitting harder, uh, because it doesn't have many big guns, um, particularly once you take Bo-Katan's ability in, where she's taking a deplete in order to give a target lock to somebody else. Um, it's mostly two dice attacks, but it doesn't very very accurate two dice yeah, attacks. Like so. Bo-Katan's ability will work with click, so she can give click a f- the free target lock action. Click then has R3 to take two target locks and then could focus itself. Um, you've got dedicated on click, um, and you've got veteran tail gunner as well for, on Bo-Katan's. And I think as well, because they're all fours, there's a lot of action sort of economy or engagement phase economy there where you could like do use certain ships to do the straining or adding actions and then you're you know perhaps the, the ships that have got the best shots are then be able to fire that at strange ships yeah yeah i mean it's it's a five ship resistance uh, republic list sorry it's just a very very interesting to see it almost with like it's almost got three support ships because click you normally think that's going to use its r3 astromech to lock two friendlies but I guess there is that, as you said, that interaction with Bo um, and enabling Click to shift its locks around um, depending on um, on what he needs to do. Um, and yeah, the ever-present Contrail and Barris um, as two solid pieces. So anyway, yeah, cool. Interesting one. Um, third place, John Haynes. Um, he had uh, another five-ship Republic list, which First is order. almost identical. First order, ugh, which is almost identical to, to Matt's list. Um, same pieces, slightly different loadouts. Um, Von Reg with afterburners and hull upgrade instead of a shield upgrade. Um, the hugest barrage rockets, hotshot gunner and hull upgrade. Um, so, like different loadouts on the ships, but um, the same chassis. Um, and then in fourth place, uh, Josh Mills with scum and villainy. Maul in a gauntlet. So, two gauntlets on the top four. Uh, Manaru, who's a very, very strong piece. Um, Sunny Binder. With burnout thrusters and auto blasters, A Haven and Drew Shellac. So uh two two pointers, two four pointers, and an eight point mall. How many force does this mall have? <laughs> oh no, he's only got he's only got his own three. Um but he does have Jabba the Hut and Contraband Cybernetic. So Manaroo oh, with overtuned modulators. You see a Manaroo with overtuned modulators plus Jabba the Hutt, plus Contraband Cybernetics, and then Burnout Thrusters and Sunny Binder, so he's, she's able to slam constantly to get behind people to then use Auto Blasters. Looks a bit dirty. Looks very nice. Yeah, do that. Okay, any any other thoughts? Anybody skimmed down, looked at them, apart from the hero Thomas Dobson, who flew <laughs> four uh, TIE Whispers, the only person who had access to them in the entirety of Australia, probably. <laughs> 
Um, and not, not only that, he, he, he paired them with Commander Pyre on a, on a, on a Z-Class shuttle flown by Gideon Hask as well. So. It's, it's just quite nice to see a couple of the gauntlets. I've just scanned down and seen a couple of them now. Yeah. Um, in, across different factions, which is cool. We're not just seeing that one is the best. That's what we use. Yeah, there's a lot of I've interesting seen, stuff here. Just a side point with the Pyre thing. I've seen that a few people stand like they need to be banned, but these are also people that I'm aware of have been flying stuff like the ETA Annie. So is it, uh, I don't get to do my thing anymore. This isn't fair. Or is it an actual imbalance issue? Well, it's the old, um, it's the old phrase of, you know, scissors says that rock is imbalanced, but paper is fine. Um, <laughs> isn't it? You know, it, it is that there are people who will just not care about Commander Pyre because their list is going to do a blue move followed by another blue move. And it's got enough action economy and that token sharing or, or whatever, that one ship being shared for a, uh, stressed for a couple of turns is, is an irrelevance. And then there's other lists for whom a ship being stressed for two turns is a massive crippling blow. Um, so like you yeah. said, you know, an, an ETA2, if you know where it's going to be, is an awful lot weaker and you can counterplay pyre um to an extent because if what you're doing is tagging somebody with two stress so that they can't get away from you and you can slam over and try and murder them um or they can't do what they want to do then you can counterplay that by thinking well he's going to want to pyre my obi-wan kenobi so i'm going to set my obi-wan kenobi up behind my other ships facing down my board edge and I'm just going yeah. to two forward twice, and then I'm going to start playing the game with that ship. And if you put that stress on somebody else, cool, I can immediately start working that ship right behind you because that's what it needs to do. Um, so I think Pyre is less bad if you know it's coming. And if you see, and, and if you've thought about how to counterplay it with your squad, um, it's, not, it's not a game-breakingly good upgrade that if you put it on a ship it immediately increases your chance of winning against everything um but i think it is one of those things that is it's not quite gotcha x-wing but it's one of those things where if you do it to somebody who's not expecting it or experienced with it um then they'll have a bad day yeah if that makes sense um but yeah i don't think he should be banned um at all um I just like to tell you that I think he should be banned because you know <laughs> I like to see I like to see the the light go out in your eyes. You know? Also, vultures need to go up in cost. Oh, the light went out in my eyes a long time ago. <laughs> if anything, you're all you're going to do is put the light back in and fill it with rage. <laughs> I want to shout out to someone who brought three um, SD seventies. Yeah, because that's quite impressive that he actually this bought. Is where you three do the shout out. This is where you mentioned his name, Ben. Oh, Sean. Sean Newman. I was going to just talk about it, but he's, he's a madman. <laughs> I mean, or he has two friends, but then, you know. I don't believe it. He's, a, he's an expert. X-Wing players with friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, interestingly enough, Dom Flanagan from the Firecast has been t- flying and he's using it in Kyber Cup. Two guild bounty hunters. Oh, honestly, and, and, he's getting results with it. And he's getting results with it. So um, I think the two guild bounty hunters is a, is a, is a low-key, fairly dirty um, jousting kind of anvil that you can push up the middle of the board. And with it being medium-based chips, um, they're pretty good on um, they're pretty good on 
the satellite array scenario. Um, they've got good attacks, um, you know, good mods. Um, and then yeah, I think he supports it with Manaru is one of his support ships. So, you know, you can always put a double modded attack into the ship that needs it. Um, and they don't die easily because, you know, they've got whatever it is, nine health behind two greens. Um, He's talked so, it up that much that I'm considering buying a second one. I mean, if, you want, to, just if you want to borrow one um, so you can try it a couple of times on a Tuesday night, it's probably easier for me to bring one than for you don't to you, explain you, to your missus. Don't you get in the way of me spending my money. Oh, <laughs> fine. Crack on. Um, I, I do want to say I, that if you're running two of them on a table, <clears> one of them can be the stock when you get off the shelf, but if the other one isn't modded to look like it's fallen in the sea and then put back together with fishing net. I'm going to be deeply unhappy. You're just saying that because you've seen the one guy that did that, um, yeah. that mod, and it looks so good. Now you're yeah. So all I'm saying now is, what's everyone else's excuse? <laughs> <laughs> Neither the talent nor the money to commission somebody to do it for me. Yeah, yeah. Jason's not been coming down. <laughs> He's been busy playing golf, hasn't he? Been busy being a professional golfer. Yeah. That's mad. That's, isn't it, isn't it annoying like, when people are just talented? Isn't it? I know. Why can't I be a loser like the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> I struggle to tie my own shoelaces. Every time I see something he's painted, it makes me feel a bit more disappointed in myself than I already am, and I didn't think I could see, <laughs> sink any deeper. Just imagine how your parents feel. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> right, so anyway, well done to, um, once again to Matt Deering for, for winning um, the Grand Championships at Comic Plus um, in Queensland in Australia, which... Uh, to be honest, um, just to make a, a standard joke, um, it's probably even harder for them to play X-Wing because they'll have to do it standing upside down. So, um, If you win a grand, do you get a paid trip? Uh, yeah. I think so. Totes. Uh, I'm not is sure, it, though. Is, oh, no, I think, you win a, I think you win a trip, but I don't think it's a paid trip. I think it I think is. Ticket. Is it? Oh, it's almost worth no, it's not cheaper to fly to Australia than it is to fly to America. Richard, don't be stupid. Um, Plus, you miss the event, so you know. And also, yeah, you actually have to, have to win it. So, interestingly, this was actually, they had this kit before COVID. So, this kit landed with them, like, the week before COVID lockdowns hit. So, they were due to run, like, the first grand championship of the new set. Um, and so they had to sit on it and they were nda so they weren't allowed to like show <laughs> what was in it and all this kind of stuff. Um, so Nobby has been sitting on it for literally two years um, before he was able to run the event and now he's he's finally got it run. So um, Probably better ways to store it than sitting on it. I'd also yeah. just like to point out before that Rich basically said if he went to Australia he'd get a free trip. He, Rich has said he's better than everyone in Australia. I mean... You're I not used to the climate. I think I think I'm fifty fifty against people I play from Australia. That's because I'm playing at, you know, five o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock at night or something stupid because, you know, time zones or yeah, it's always a bit odd playing against people from Australia because you can hear them eating their breakfast as they're getting ready for work while playing X Wing with you. While you're getting ready for bed, sort of thing. It's very odd, very strange. Well, Acticon's a real champ when he comes to that. He's like, oh, what time works for you? And I was like, well, this, this, this. And he's like, I can play at 6.30 in the morning my time. I'm like, 
Doesn't sound good. But okay. Like, okay, so that's like 9 p.m. for me. Are you sure that's Because that's perfect for me. He's like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, so well done to Matt. Um, and we're going to move on. We're going to talk very, very quickly about... Um, so Hexiled Gaming, I've mentioned it briefly, Hexiled Gaming are running their... Um, their next or most recent version of the Kyber Cup. I think it's the sixth Kyber Cup that's been run. Yeah. Um, so they've got um, basically round one has just been drawn. So this isn't a, oh, you should sign up for it because, you know, if you've missed it by this point, you've, you've missed out. Um, so the Kyber Cup is, uh, it's going to be big. Um, it's going to be running for, I think, six weeks worth of Swiss followed by an accelerated cut. So we'll doubtless be talking about this over the next uh, the next few weeks. Um, I've been drawn into um, Trej Morowski, one of the Polish guys. He's playing a first order salad. It doesn't have pyre in it, though. So um, I'm a little bit less scared of it than otherwise I would be. But um, I've decided to use that um, Chris Burnett's um, double double Murder machine proton torpedoes giant oh, death that, laser machine. That is nonsense. I didn't it's see just, half the nonsense coming when we played. <laughs> it's just a murder machine. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's quite impressed. Um, so uh, I'm using that. He's using a bunch of first order ships, um, including he's got um, he's got Omega Leader Midnight in his list as well. So I love uh, that ship. Yeah, I'm I'm going to point wedge at it as soon as I possibly can. Um, and and remove it from the board Uh, that's my plan Um, so yeah I'm really looking forward to playing in it it's a a big one though it's got um, I think 230 something people um, signed up for it which is really good the last Kyber was over 500 yeah it was yeah Yeah. so it's disappointing it's not as big but let's be honest 200 uh, participants is nothing to sniff at is it yeah, so it's 240 people are actually in. He's kicked a bunch of people out who didn't put lists in in time. Um, but he's got 240 active players. Um, so, yeah, the first one was mid-big lockdown. Over 500 people signed up for it. It was absolutely enormous. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this one goes and what floats to the top because this is the first genuinely big 2.5 event that's happened. Um, so... Obviously, the in-person ones in America were, you know, over a hundred and couple of hundred people. But this is, you know, worldwide meta clashing together because you've got people playing here who just, you know, you've obviously got the Hexile people who play together, you know, three, four nights a week on TTS and it all gets streamed. And they've got their own little meta that comes up with the different lists that they play. But then you've got a whole bunch of people who just don't play um, together online. Um clashing so um there were some um some stats came out of it in terms of like number of uh number of lists of people who were flying different things so there's um, a massive bias towards rebels um there's 61 rebel lists second biggest is first order with 51 then republic with 42 scum with 35 empire with 25 resistance with 21 and separatists with 15 um so I wasn't expecting FO to be second highest. Neither um, was I. And to be honest, scrolling through the lists, I was thinking there's a lot of FO and Republic here. And then I read the numbers. I was like, blindness. I just didn't see all the Rebel lists or I just skimmed past them. Um, some some interesting stats. Here we go. Stats, figures. Um, Rebels have got 47 instances of Derek Clivian, but only 22 instances of Lieutenant Blount. Um, 
FO have got 22 Reavuses and 19 Gideons in their 51 lists. Uh, there's uh, 21 instances of Pyre as well. Yeah. Um, Republic have got 38 Barasophies, 80 copies of CLT, and two copies of 7B. So two people are paying for expensive Jedi. Um, Scum in the 35 list, 26 Mana Roos. Um, Resistance has got nine buckets uh, <laughs> from its list. <laughs> and Separatists, of the 15 lists, 12 of them have General Grievous in it. Um, so, um, and in terms of ship counts, it's five ships again. Um, so, how many separatist lists were there? Sorry, fifteen. I'm surprised there isn't fifteen grievances. <laughs> um, so, yeah, some some interesting kind of numbers that are starting to come out of it, and it'll be interesting to see what does happen with the with those lists as we come through. Um, so, um, yeah, congratulations to Scott again for organising and getting um, a big, huge online tournament off the ground. So, hopefully, it'll it'll run as smoothly as the last one did um and good luck to everybody who signed up and is playing for it um and if any of our listeners win it we'll get you on and talk to you about it or even if you do reasonably we might get you on and talk to you about it as well um so that's uh that's that and now we're going to move on to the bit that liam's been waiting for <laughs> there have been spoilers for some separatist nonsense ship um that liam has a love the Rouge class Starfighter, is it? Is that what it's called? <laughs> See what you're doing, but all it does is remind me of days of Blockbuster when people kept coming and going, Oh, do you have a, that game, Lenorin? Uh, when they were just on about L.A. Noir. <laughs> I'm sorry, we, we don't L.A. Noir. <laughs> what was the um, it was in World of Warcraft where you would always have the um, the LFG channel would constantly be full of people asking for no, you know, saying. LFG one DPS no rouge and it was like what what what's wrong with wearing a bit of blusher I'm all right uh, they never got the joke well oh well so the rogue class what was it called rogue class starfighter Cadbane you just you just said rogue class so I think you just adding <laughs> adding letters in there mate <laughs> yeah, it's all that's funny. how you pronounce the dash. So the rogue class starfighter. Um, I'm trying to find the cards now because I've just That's, accidentally um, shot the So he's initiative four. He's got the dead to rights ability as well. Obviously, a whole ship has. Um, and it's joining engagement phase after another ship at range zero to three is destroyed. You may spend one charge to perform an action, even while stressed. And you've got a reoccurring charge. Okay. That's decent. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually read it wrong first time. I thought it was friendly ships. I was a bit disappointed in it. But then no, no. rereading it, it's actually a lot better. It so kind he of means spends that... his focus for offence. It's like ZZ. It's ZZ's ability, basically. No, something um, has to but... be destroyed, though. Yeah, but it basically means that you can secure a kill by spending your focus. You don't think, am I going to? Um, you just spend it. Because you're going to get your focus no, back again. No, no, no. Because you have to or perform an, an action. So you could only have oh, yeah. a focus one time because Zizi just gains, doesn't he? Well, oh, yeah. what it means is you, you take you the can kill something. Yeah. And then you can just barrel roll out of arc or barrel roll into range one of an objective or even boost. Or even yeah, one of those. Um, barrel roll one of those one or something. Yeah. Oh, no. It's one perform of those... an action. No, you can still link. No, I mean, yeah. but it says while you're stressed. So. The bit while you stressed, you could only do the one action. Yeah. 
Inform an action even more. Yeah, so but if you're not stressed you could you could um evade link to a barrel roll. Yeah. Um or focus link to a barrel roll or do whatever. Yeah. So there there has been a um an Imperial ship that's been able to do that, but he's not been I four. I can't remember what his name is, the one that does an action after he shoots. Is it Turfanur? Yes, yeah, it's, uh, right. it's the Turfinator. <laughs> and he's not really seen much play. Um probably because there's better ships at that. Um, price range. Price. Where separatists will take everything they can get, no matter the points. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, so it's just going to be Grievous and Cad Bane, and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and his his ability is even better. It's you can perform a barrel roll or boost action when you're stressed. So it's not better, but it's and it's after you perform, not after something's destroyed. So um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that Cad will get use out of his ability, um, even if it is just you know acquiring a lock on his next target or you know taking a defensive token or or being able to boost a barrel out so that people kind of aren't expecting it when it happens but it's interesting to me that he doesn't have native white repositions he has to take a focus before he can boost a barrel roll or an evade um or no he can red boost. he can he can red boost yeah. i mean um, why why you would just red boost is beyond me it's just yeah. the engine upgrade yeah i know so it's that just... allows you to yeah, it allows you to engine upgrade so that you can get a boost natively. But um, and this is a small base ship, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's a bit exciting though because they've launched and they've they've spoiled another two cards. Um, so the first one is the title for the ship, Rogue Class Starfighter Xanadu Blood. Is that the one that makes it? Is that CAD ship? Is it the Xanadu Blood? That is, yeah. Okay, and it adds a crew slot and a bomb slot and gives you the red. Is that cloak? Yeah. It is a cloak, and you'll notice that the the shade of red they've used matches his dreamy eyes. <laughs> okay. That was good for you, Liam. <laughs> My goodness. Um, I mean, that, 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 what, what is there to say about this is it adds a bomb slot, it adds a crew slot, so... What crew do you want to put on a ship that prevents you from spending your green tokens if you're in bullseye? Um, I mean, one thing I did realize about this is that this basically means that they are never going to bring back um, Column's favorite ship. What's it called? The huge, the Kimigila. Which is a shame because I've got three of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't say that they are sitting on stock that is yet to be reprinted. Well, reprinted in quotation marks because it has been reprinted. They just haven't got around to releasing it. I feel that that's the next step for AMG now. They'll just release products that's in a black box. I think it'll come back. I'm I quite confident know, but, it will, to be honest. But why have they stolen its ship ability and put it on a different ship? That was FFG. I mean, yeah, that was FFG. Yeah, but why? If, why I not? Mean, it's only like the interceptor. Yeah, unless yeah. they could think of an ability, basically. And then they're like, yeah, this this seems like it'll probably be fine. I think this ship will have other ship abilities as well. Especially when you know that the Separatists they have Cad Bane, but they don't have any other human pilots in canon that fly this. The IG yeah. units like General Grievous's bodyguards, uh, they actually had this as well. So you're probably looking at another candidate for... I mean, I doubt they'll get that to rights, but you're probably looking at another network uh, calculations uh, deal there. 
possibly. Although we have had other spoilers, which have had it with everything's had dead to rights on it so far. That was that was oh. scum, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but they're all physical pilots, not droids. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, okay, next card is something that we've all known is coming for a while because AMG accidentally put it on the points PDF for the last one, but nobody knew what it was. Um, which is proton cannons. Um, so it was all spoiled in the points PDF at three points before it was quickly removed. So just just bear that in mind when we read it out. It's a double cannon slot. Um, it's a four dice bullseye attack at range two to three with two recurring charges and attack spend two charges. Change one eye or hit result to a crit result. So it is a heavy laser cannon but it costs two cannon slots instead of one, and you can only fire it every other turn, but it's got a free soft mod focus. Um, uh, so... You can fire it every turn. You just can't mod every other turn, right? No, no, uh, no, no yeah. I'm a moron. Yeah, no, you need to spend two charges to do the attack. So, so unless that's, you've got... just, just for example, though, that's three points, yeah, and takes two cannon slots. Yeah. And it's bullseye range two, three. We... St- We've had heavy laser cannon at four points, which yep. is rather just take gauge, I'll see. Which is exactly the same, and you can fire it every single turn. It's more expensive. It's four points. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one point more. Yeah, but, but it, it also allows you to take a, it allows you to take another cannon as well. Yeah, yeah. If you've got two cannon slots, yeah. So that is the other point about this is that there are not very many ships that can take this outside of the rogue class starfighter. Um, so currently, slots that allow it to be taken are B wings, um, as a standard uh, thing, and I think one of the X wings can, can't it? Nien Num can in the X wing because he has a weapon hard point and a missile slot, so he can. Uh, he can take it as well. Uh, the heavy, the heavy can as well. Yeah, the tie heavy, and I think that's it. In standard. Uh, the Geonosian prototype, the HMPs. Yeah, one of the HMPs. Yeah. Oh, and the resistance transport, the couch can take yeah. it as well. Um, so it's not going to be um, everywhere, um, but I think where we do see it, it's going to be on things like B wings, where if you could put a high initiative B wing on the table. Um, and if this is three points, then it, you know if you get managed to line up a range three attack with a with this, you can soft mod it. That's great. This is be good on Braylon uh, because Braylon gets free rerolls. Um, so he's get rerolls, and then he's got his soft focus mod as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, probably gonna see it if not everywhere, then somewhere. I think it'll be played. Uh... I don't think it's like going to be meta-defining or anything. I actually think HLC is probably just better. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't disagree with that. I mean, it's it's actually, I don't disagree with that. I think because of his ability, it, especially on Cad Bay in any way, uh, I think there's a decent shout for HLC and Ion Cannon because dead to rights. So if you do get that, uh, that bullseye, you're going to be getting a an undefendable uh, ion cannon shot, so you're then going to be uh, ioned, and then you can just line up that HLC again, and then just pump damage in. Yeah, it's 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 competing, and I think it's a good card, but it's got competition. Hmm. 
Um, if you put two cannons onto a ship, then you're looking at it and going, oh, actually, do I want a tractor beam and a something else? Um, or do what people do with um, the B-wings, which is one of them's a jamming beam because it's free, and then you put a <laughs> cannon on that you actually want um, to spend points for. Because that's the other thing is loadout values. You've got to consider that even if this is three points, um, as we think it's going to be, um, if that's a big chunk of the loadout value of, of the ships, then um, it's probably not going to see much play. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but it's good um, Good to see spoilers coming out um, about it. Um, I think it's due for release end of this month, isn't it? Uh, end of May. Yeah, 27th of yeah. May. 27th. Oh, God, it's May. Yeah, it is. So, um, Tim, you've been quiet. What do you think of the spoilers? Yeah, I think they're all right. I mean, um, yeah, uh, I, I used to fight the Kumajila, so that, that ability is really good. Uh, I can see the bullseye cannons being useful both HLC and Proton with uh, like yeah the ability to stop them spending um, green tokens. So yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see how how it sort of fares. Um, I, I I do worry about the two agility, um, but it's not terrible. Got some nice reposition yeah. ability, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's it's an interesting ship. Cool. All right. Um, so that's the spoilers. Um, we'll uh, through... Go on. We've also got the other pilots that was spoiled as well, like four days ago. Oh. Uh, for Scum. Okay. Go ahead. So, I mean, they're familiar names. So in the Scum, sorry, uh, Initiative Four, you got Victor Hell, who was originally in the Kirax. Uh, after you defend, if you did not roll exactly two defense dice, the attacker gains one stress token, so the exact same ability as well. Uh, again, with dead to rights. Uh, then we've got yeah. Nomlum with a different ability now. Uh, so at the start of the engagement phase, you may choose one enemy ship in your firing arc. If you do, treat the treat your initiative is equal to that ship's until the end of the fa- uh, in, until the end of the round. So it's originally initiative one, so you're moving before everyone else. But you can be shooting before everyone else if you've got an initiative six in your uh, in your firing arc. Uh, and then we've got the outer rim hunter, which is the generic uh, initiative three. Yeah. So yeah, well. yep, yeah, all with dead to rights on those yeah. ones because they're actual human pilots. Uh, I don't think it's a bad bunch of ships as well. I quite like the look of uh, Nomlum as well. Yeah, Numlum's cheeky. It's better than well, it's it's, it's better. It's a great use of um, what is effectively his ability to guarantee that he gets a shot. Um, with this one, you're just putting his arc as wide as you possibly can, and then you're saying, right, I'm going to be initiative as high as possible so that I will always get to shoot unless I'm initiative killed by something behind me. Um, because it's sitting on uh, cannon slots as well, it's actually a decent shout for a jamming beam. So if yeah. you've got an Initiative 6 Hera who you know is about to put a Pro and Top into you, you just go, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jam and beam you. Just shut that right down. Yeah. If and you shoot what, first, that is. What do you reckon? Four or five points for these boys? Uh, I reckon you're looking at four for the standard ones. Well, no. Nah. It could be five. It'll be threes so they can sell packs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I think there'll probably be a three in here. Um Possibly one of the ships will be a three, and then I think that Cadbane will be a five, and everybody else will be a four. I don't think the health 
uh, while the Hullen shield spread allows you to uh, put them at three, to be honest. It's got, yeah, yeah, it's got seven health, two green, so it's like a T70X wing, so... But yeah. It, yeah, it has only got two red dice. I mean, yes, you can give it cannon slots. So it, yeah, it probably all come down to loadout maybe as well. Um, yeah, let's see, let's see what they can actually carry. This is easier to talk about points, like potential possible points, because you've only got you know a very limited range of a choice of three, four, five, somewhere between three, four, five, and six um, to to work in, um, as opposed to oh, it could be anything up to seventy-five points for that one ship or whatever. Um, Cool. Um, I'd forgotten those had come out, Liam. So thank you. Um, I think that just while I'm on the um, the AMG page, it's reminded me of a couple of things. Um, they are uh, doing stuff for Star Wars Celebration um, news on Star Wars X Wing and Legion as well. Um, so I think that's around about May the fifth, something like that. The usual thing, Star Wars Celebration. Um, and uh, they have also put out a general call for game demonstrators to go and work at Star Wars Demonstration. Um, so uh, if you fancy flying to America, um, they will pay for your hotel accommodation and a badge to the convention, um, but uh, not food or travel. Star so. Wars Celebration is Thursday the 26th of May to Sunday the 29th of May, because uh, that's also when Obi-Wan's been pushed back to. Uh, uh, of and, and we're going to get two episodes of Obi Wan on. Is it the Friday? I think it might be the twenty seventh as well. It's either the Wednesday, yeah. the twenty fifth, or I can't remember now. But um, they, they, they did push it back. But that's also where points and stuff come out as well. So uh, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, and it's not May the fourth because that's in two days. Yep. So actually, when this comes out, so we can say May the fourth be with you. Hey, um, to the only audience that will appreciate it because i'll try and do it at work half a dozen times and everybody will just groan at me and tell me to shut up um which is you know fair enough i think standard day <laughs> yeah it's um it's been weird i've not been at work for so long um between having covid and then all of the bank holidays and stuff i've had like four days in in like the last three and a half four weeks and it's been so odd because i've not been able to be off properly and be on holiday properly but i've just not just not been in so it's very strange i'm going back in tomorrow and it's i just don't know what i'm going to do i'm probably just going to spend the entire time going i'm lost and confused and somebody just want to tell me what i should be doing for the next week you can be catching happens. up on emails are you no. actually going into the office no no, no my so head really, goes sore. could have totally worked um <laughs> yeah. i mean when you've got covid it's pretty hard to you know concentrate Please. Oh, breathe! Yeah, it's um, it's it's a tough it's a tough old gig. I uh, wouldn't wish it on anybody <laughs> except for a small handful of people. Um, so you know who you are. <laughs> right. Anyway, I think we're done um for today. Unless anybody's got anything else that I've completely forgotten about. Good. Um, Ben and Tim have been working on uh something interesting for uh people that they meet and play against at the games expo so we probably talk about that at some point in the future uh, but it looks proper good um so yeah. i'm quite excited bring, about that. bring your old tarts for swapsies yeah and it's gonna be sweet uh oh so... uh i've got one thing yeah go on uh 14th of may uh board in brum uh we're doing another another monthly tournament uh i am running this one so 
please know your rules because ex- I don't. Ex- expect train wreck. <laughs> yep. So this one, Pretty this much. one isn't the store championship with Louis Leong's kit. This is a no. This is just monthly. A, a, yeah, a general monthly uh, tournament. Uh, we want to get a good turnout. We want to kind of rep two point five as as best as we can. Yeah. And hopefully you lot can come down and push some plastic spaceships. Yeah, and the uh, the store is typically quite generous with regards like price support and store credit and that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, I think um, we're going for uh, like tankards this time, uh, engraved tankards. Oh, okay, classy. I know, right? But yeah, come win yourself a uh, drinking device. To get get a small one to match the shot glasses that Connor gave everybody at the Sith Taker Open. I think they're going to be pint glasses. Nice. Just big enough to drop a Jaeger bomb into, yeah. <laughs> of course. Or, if you're that way inclined, a pint of whiskey. <laughs> if, if you're that way inclined, by which you mean a functional alcoholic. I didn't say functional. Don't, don't be labelling us. <laughs> don't be labelling me as functional. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so, uh, Tim, have you got any last-minute shout-outs? Nope, nothing from me. All right. Uh, ben? Nope, nothing, mate. And Liam? Board and Brum? Uh, Board and Brum and Scott from Hexold for running uh, Kyber, obviously, and Connor for running, uh, for running Keeping It Fan. Yeah. Uh, and nothing else from me because everything's been done. So uh, thanks very much for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.